um, welcome back to the Fitness Fee podcast. Um, we are now well into December and we are on the last catch up with Stu. And I actually, somebody said to me a name for it, Stu, and they said the mum fee catch up. <laughs> oh, that's clever. Oh, that's it looks that better written weird. down than when you say it, actually, because I was like, monthly, 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 yeah. So it looks better when it's yeah. written down. But... <laughs> that's way better than we came up with, so I roll with that. Let's be honest, we came up with absolutely nothing. I know, I know. <laughs> but well done to them. Should have done a prize. <laughs> so, yes, another month passes us by. We are going into the depths of winter here in the UK. It is minus one degrees here, but Stu is obviously in New Zealand. How are you, Stu? I am very good, thank you. I am very good indeed. Uh, it's supposed to be summer here, but it's done nothing but rain. So I genuinely might as well have stayed in the UK. Uh, oh, but it but can't be anywhere near as cold as it is here. No, it's not. It's not. It's actually quite warm, to be honest. Oh, okay. It's just muggy and, and wet at the minute. Hoping it gets better, but uh, we can only wait and see. Cool. Awesome. Right. Shall we uh, dive on in? Um, let's see what's uh, hot topics for this month. Um, do you want to get us started? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely no problem. I think uh, I think obviously it would be best to talk about the festive period that's coming up. There's going to be a lot of things that people are going to struggle with. Um, but I think for me, one of the common things I've seen from speaking with people and also from my own knowledge of holiday gatherings and families getting together, one of the biggest problems is usually other people. But it's actually us and other people, you know, we end up getting into arguments or someone says something that upsets us. Or maybe we have people who like to try and give us extra food or feed us more um, and sort of how to navigate those situations that involve other people where we don't really want to upset them. We don't want to cause any harm, but also we want to make sure that we can honour what we need in that moment. Um, And I think that would be an absolutely phenomenal place to start especially considering there's a lot of mince pies looming about. You know, we talked about them last time. We might as well talk about them again this time. So people are going to be going to people's houses. There's loads of Christmas parties coming up. There's loads of festives where you go around, you visit, you're dropping cards off. Oh, do you want want some biscuits? Do you want this? Do you want that? So I think it would be a really good place to start there. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I think it's something that crops up time and time again, isn't it? And it's um, some people obviously, I think, find it, harder to navigate round rather than others um because they feel that they're maybe what you call a people pleaser so they don't like to say no don't like to say no thank you um feel guilty because somebody's offered them something or maybe i don't know maybe some home baking or something they've gone to some effort so they feel that they're obliged to have the mince pie or the christmas cake or you know the chocolates they've offered them um even though they might not even want them they might not even like them they might not be in line with their goals or their values but they feel pressurized by other people whether it's a family member or a friend you know to make the choices that they're not comfortable with and I think knowing how to navigate this and not feel guilty uh is a great tool to have and just setting up some boundaries for yourself and especially if you're I think if you're like in a you know like a large family gathering so like say if everybody gets together for christmas day and there's like might be members of family that you've not seen for a long time i mean for some of us it could be like maybe the first time that you've had a proper christmas with no covid restrictions i'm trying to think what was in place last year now um so you know it could be you know there's there's more yeah travel restrictions are lifted so you might be seeing people you've not seen for a long time um so it's about, I suppose, setting boundaries for yourself and other people around you with what you feel is comfortable for you. Yeah, and I think a big thing for me is actually not explaining the consequences, but, for example, if, you know, I completely understand that that's something that you would like to talk about, but that makes me feel uncomfortable. And if mm. you continue to talk about that, I'm just going to remove myself from the conversation. Yeah. And, you know, that doesn't need to be in any sort of malicious way. It's just I am not willing to talk about this. And if you feel that you want to continue, I'm not going to try and change or alter your behaviour 
but I will just remove myself because I don't feel comfortable talking about that. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good tip to you, especially when, which I you know you, um, I don't know if like if men maybe experience this as much as women, but sometimes I think mm, people think that they can comment on women's maybe body shapes or what they're doing more. I don't know, freely is the word. So they think it's okay to say, well, you look like you've put on weight or why are you on a diet? You don't need to go on a diet. You know, there's nothing wrong with the way that you are now. What are you doing that for? And just like these little little niggly comments, which to the person that's saying them, they're probably not even meant in in a like vicious or a, like a hurtful way. But to the person receiving them, they might have issues with their body image or they may have been struggling and they may feel it like a little bit of a personal attack and not know how to respond and and like control their emotions so I think that tip that you just gave there which is like setting the boundaries saying like you know I don't want to continue this line without being rude and just remove yourself I think that's a, a brilliant tip yeah, absolutely. I think one of the key bits is making sure that the other person has actually been heard. So, like, it would be very easy to just completely invalidate what they have to say, but the chances are they're just going to retaliate more. So, and, and again, this is something that um I first heard Paul say, and that's everyone is doing their best for themselves with the level of awareness that they've got. So when you're speaking to these people, and I know from working with my own clients that have potentially got parent figures that are very overbearing when it comes to things like body image and weight and shape, and when you actually take a moment to step back, when their parent grew up, it was in the the trenches of diet culture. Mm. It was when, you know, this... this, um, quote-unquote heroin cheek that apparently came back in, but I actually saw more posts saying how bad it was than mm. I did actually, which was yeah. a bit backwards. But that that was probably when they were growing up. Do you know what I mean? That was So their level of awareness of actually they don't understand the consequences of talking about somebody's weight and shape or fixating on weight and shape, um, they, don't under, they simply don't understand that. And this is where we have to sort of meet people where they are as well. So we we could eat, we need to set that boundary because we need to be protect ourselves in those situations. But that also doesn't mean that there isn't an opportunity there to have open discussions mm. that we can then use to reduce the chances that those things happen in future. Mm. So you know, like saying like actually I'm I've been struggling. It depends on the person as well, you know, like we're not talking about oversharing here. It needs to be with someone that you genuinely trust and feel that you can hold space with, mm. that you, you maybe reveal some of the, you maybe tell them, actually, look, I've really been struggling with this. Um, It would really help if you didn't talk about this, you know, especially when you may be talking to someone like a parent, maybe like a, a mother or a father, you know, like, oh, actually, I have really been struggling with this. And as part of me working through this problem, I'm a like trying to avoid speak about this because it doesn't help me on this journey and just being open and frank about it at the end of the day all we can do is communicate as effectively as we can and if the other person is willing to to listen to that which at the end of the day they may not be but that's also not your responsibility to make them listen you can make that attempt and if they choose not to then there's nothing else you can really do there other than remain to enforce that boundary and I think there's this sort of really strong narrative at the minute going around that like enforcing boundaries means cutting people off and never speaking to them again. And it's like, we need to have some compassion that the people on the other side, and obviously this isn't for people that genuinely need to be removed from people's lives, obviously, but we need to also have some understanding that the person on the other side is also a human. Mm. So by trying to put ourselves into their situation and see potentially why or ask why or get curious about why they think the way that they do, it can take some of the emotional charge out of that so you don't feel as likely to react um, when those sort of situations come up. Yeah, I do. what you said there about the generational thing, I think that plays a massive part. Um, mm. And I do think 
sometimes the people that make the comments might not actually be aware of the, the implications of what they're saying that it's like you know it's just like a, almost like an off-the-cuff argue you know, uh, comment for them doesn't yeah, really no, have no. anything like sinister behind it yet it but it can have a detrimental effect on how people feel about themselves where they might be feeling like you say a little bit insecure about the way they look or an outfit that they've got on and then somebody just like you know uncle joe who you haven't seen for like six months make some kind of little quirky comment and it can can set people back a long way so i think yeah like you say having you know if you feel comfortable about talking to the person about it but you know it's it's whether you, how long you're going to put up with it for before you feel you have to say something because it's affecting you yeah, quite badly i, I mean i've had this come up in the past with clients sorry i heard something earlier on um it was a couple of days ago potentially something like a three a three strike rule Oh, right. like if three on the third occasion it's like actually like this is really upsetting me please refrain from talking about you the first two you could easily make a polite little you know i'd rather you didn't uh, mm. speak about that but then potentially on the third that's the point where you've made two clear attempts to set a boundary and then it's actually like this hasn't worked um yeah. and and as well you know i think it's really tough between finding that balance between how we feel is our responsibility. That's that's on us. So it can be really tough to be like, actually, that person's upsetting me, but it's also on me. So it's finding that balance between mm-hmm. the two and enforcing those boundaries to make sure that we can look after ourselves so that we can continue to make decisions aligned with what we really want. But then also making sure that we've got some of the tools or at least some um, strategies in place for if that does turn like actually I am very I do feel very emotional about this. I do feel very upset that you've got things in place to be able to help you regulate those a little bit um yeah. so that it doesn't further escalate. Yeah, yeah. I think just having the, you know, if you know that say if you go you're going around to like Auntie Marge for like your afternoon tea or whatever, it's a Christmas family thing that you've always done, and you know that there's gonna be all these foods on offer and you're not really bothered. I mean, you're just going to have to come up with strategies before going in. I mean, maybe, you know, go in and play, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a little bit of something. So I'm not rude. I'm not going to upset my auntie. Um, but I am going to set myself a limit and say, okay, yeah, no, I'm not hungry. Or, I'm, you know, you can make excuses and be polite so that you're not going to hurt their feelings. You're not going to create family confrontation you know which can obviously these things can like all blow up over christmas you know it's a very um emotionally charged time and there's a lot of pressure as well isn't there around christmas um so it's you know it's also thinking about how you want to feel but how other people feel as well and not obviously going in like well i don't care how they're going to feel i'm this is what i'm going to do and i don't you know i'm going to stick to my guns because you wouldn't like it if it was the other way around like for you so you know like you say it's finding that balance um but also trying to stay in line with your goals and your values really isn't it yeah and i think something that you mentioned there you know the expectations that we have around the festive period is a huge one you know like i think from multiple perspectives of we're expected to overeat like that's just apparently a given and if you don't align with that you're apparently the odd one out Mm. so that is a you do overeat there's usually a lot of alcohol involved and again it's a very social drinking time where a lot of people get involved in alcohol and it's like again is it a bit of pressure from people to say you should do this Mm. but then also from the other side of like the expectations or at least the pressure for the season to look a certain way for it to be a perfect season where there's no arguments and everyone's family's all happy Larry and and on social media and the reality is you sitting there and like me and you sitting here like our families have had arguments on Christmas I imagine that every single listener here that's listening to this podcast now knows someone or has themselves heard of arguments on Christmas that have gone completely blown out of proportion and this is, we're all in the same boat. Do you mean, there's no this perfect family, these perfect, everyone gets together and has an amazing time. And like, it just, life doesn't work like that. 
So as soon as we can drop some of these expectations that we put on ourselves to be perfect, because we can have an argument and it's like, oh my God, I've got to settle it instantly because I need this to be the perfect Christmas for the family. And like, the, this is the first one with our grandkid. And, you know, the the checking with the expectations that you're actually putting on yourself for what you're trying to make this mean. Mm. Because if they're completely skewed, then there's a chance that your expectations are so high, all that's going to do is create frustration between the actual reality of what Christmas is and what you wanted it to be. Mm. And then emotions run high then anyway because you're now stressed. You're adding more stress by creating this image of perfection for a for a, a holiday time that it's not like that for anyone. It's this sort of concept of common humanity from self-compassion. Like we're a lot more alike than what people give us credit for. Mm. And we all go through similar experiences and those arguments and the highs and lows of emotion, that's what makes us human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's some really good tips there to help people um, get through the festive period, I think, especially with, the, like you say, the high expectations uh, and sticking to what you you feel comfortable doing. Um or rather than doing what you think you should be doing or what other people think you should be doing, really. Yeah, um, always those words, should, must. Yeah. So you must do this, must that. You yeah. should do this. Mm. And sometimes just spotting them can be enough. Mm. I was like, oh, actually, do do I have to? Do I? And, and, and again, it's this, like, we talk about creating a pause or creating space when it comes to food. Of like, take a pause, check in with yourself. How are you feeling? You can do the exact same in any sort of situation. It's just creating a moment where you can, you create space between reacting and responding. So rather than reacting in an emotionally charged way that could potentially lead to an argument or anger or frustration, and this isn't to say that you need to be perfect because we're all far from it. Like, I'm not going to stand here and pretend that I don't like lose my head over stupid little things. Like that's ridiculous. I'm not in an ivory tower. But it's like you can create space between that. And it's not like biting your tongue. It's like allowing yourself to just process what's going on, just to mm. have a moment of like, how do I actually want to respond here? What is it that I want to say? And again, like what we said earlier about removing yourself, like create a pause with the person. If it mm. is a person, like, look, I'm sorry, like, I don't want to say something that's going to upset you or that I regret saying because I haven't thought it out properly. I'm just going to take a couple of minutes to think about my answer. Yeah. These little, give yourself time. Like, there's no, we don't need to retaliate within seconds. And the same with food, you know, like, oh, actually, I'm not that hungry right now. But if I do get hungry, then I'll be more than happy to to have whatever it is that you've got on offer mm. or alternatively if you're going down to people's houses ring them up beforehand mm. and just say like ah, i know that you usually put like mince pies and stuff out but i just want to let you know that feel free to do that but i'm not going to be having any this year because this reason or not even because this reason just because i don't want any mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Even giving people prior warnings so that it's not as much of a like, oh, well, I've made them just for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. may be an option for some people. I understand it won't be for everyone, but that could just, something as simple as that, just communicating. Mm. Like, I think there's a lot, a lot to be said for communication, but on a level where both people are being heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the creating the pause thing is, is really good. Because somebody asked me that the other day about, um, Obviously, we use it quite a lot in, in JSA and it helps people with the food side of things, you know, like especially the snacking. Um, and somebody did say to me, said, um, can I use this for anything? And I was like, well, of course you can use it for anything. You know, anything that you feel in like is a stumbling block and like you need to, like you say, just create that gap, that pause and remove yourself from the situation if you need to, just to be able to like not jump in with both feet and like open your mouth before your head's even try, your brain's tried to catch up um, and maybe possibly say something that you might regret um, using that moment to pause. And I mean, you, you don't, it doesn't have to be like a long period. It doesn't have to be like 15, 20 minutes. It could literally just be a couple of minutes. I mean, excuse yourself, go to the toilet, 
you know, that's a couple of minutes, isn't it? You know, go and wash your hands or whatever. And it just gives yourself time to like calm down, gather your thoughts, think about how you can approach the situation and maybe even diffuse it. If it's something like, you know, you know, like, I don't know, everybody starts talking about politics or whatever, which like oh. never, le- never leads to a good, uh, good day, well. uh, conversation, well. does it? <laughs> no, never ends well. But uh, as well, I think, you know, when you mentioned there about creating this pause, like from an emotional perspective, like the way we feel, like it's happening. Like it's like you feel those sensations. Doesn't mean that the factual. Like it doesn't mean the justified. Like I can feel anger because I'm wrong. That doesn't mean that my feeling is right. Do you know what I mean? There's no right or wrong. It's all situational, dependent based. But there's nothing to say that that emotion that you're feeling is a hundred percent true. Do you know what I mean? And it, we can we can really get tied into our emotions. Like, I am angry instead of I am feeling angry. Mm. Like, you're a person separate from the, you, you're just the one experiencing them. Mm. So, because, and, and, and like I said, they're not always 100% true, or like they're not always going to be an accurate reflection of what's going on in that situation. Because mm. we do, like, we can't control them, they just come from nowhere. But what we can do is change how we respond to them. Mm. So, do we lash out at people? Or, you know, potentially, and again, it's it's such a complicated topic of, like, human dynamics of, like, how we interact, do you know what I mean? Like, and there's so many different people out there, it'd be so hard to to really give people a clear-cut answer. Yeah. But being able to create that space to think of your own, do you know what I mean? You can, you give that, you have that opportunity to problem-solve in that point. Mm. And that's the same when it comes to food. Like, how do I actually feel right now? Oh, I've got a bit of stress in my shoulders. I can feel it in my neck, actually, or maybe, oh, my stomach's rumbling. Oh, how long's it been rumbling for? When did I last eat? Oh, actually, I ate like four hours ago. Oh, I could actually be hungry here. Checking with myself, all right, yeah, my belly is, like, rumbling. All right, yeah, I'll have something. I'll have a snack. Mm. Or, actually, I'm super stressed. I'm super emotional. I'm tired. Maybe I just need to take five and just make sure that this isn't just a effect of all of those that space that that creates is enough for you to solve that problem and again that can be a minute do you know what I mean yeah. just like a quick minute of like how do I feel mm, not great yeah do you know what I mean? it's just get a quick sit rep of the situation all of the good all of the bad just mm. get a, like what's what's really good about the situation what's really bad and then you're in that moment you're in the reality and you mm. can take it for what it is instead of potentially sometimes the stories we tell ourselves as well yeah 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 that's um that's a good point yeah uh that would link, link in quite nicely actually to something that um for those of of uh the listeners that, that are maybe jsa members we're just uh we have just reached the point of what did it what is today it's wednesday isn't it uh the reach the yeah. end of the 12 week challenge um yeah. Which obviously, you know, people are coming in left, right and centre with their um, results, what they've achieved, um, what they might not have achieved. Um, And one thing that um, I did actually talk about this um, last week, not on my podcast, but on a Facebook Live that I did, which was about how, and I do think this is a British thing, like I might be wrong, but I think it's maybe more British European thing of a very common thing that we tend to do is invalidate what we have achieved and the progress we made because I'm not actually quite sure why it is, but it tends to be very British that when either somebody pays you a compliment or you um, celebrate your fit, your uh, achievements or what you have achieved, um, you feel you need to justify it by either comparing it to somebody else who may have done better than you um, or, come back with a slight negative as in, well, I've I've achieved this, but I still have so much further to go or I still haven't reached my like ultimate goal. So rather than just saying I've done this and I'm feeling really proud of myself because I had all these things to, to step over to get around all these hurdles to achieve it and then stop, just stop. They have to keep on going by almost like unraveling everything that they've just said and celebrated 
Yeah, 100%. And I think you see this a lot in, in anything in the, in the UK as well. Um, I don't know if it's some sort of really intense level of humility or it's just similar to um the, like tall poppy syndrome where people don't like to raise their head above the parapet because they get struck down um, yeah. or they get chopped down in the sense of the poppy. But I think you're absolutely right. And something that you see all the time is I have achieved this, but it's always, there's always but, mm. but this, well, just, just allow yourself to have that win. Like, allow yourself to celebrate that. You you don't need to announce it to the world. But sit yourself down and actually show some appreciation for that. And I think a big thing is, like, don't get us wrong. Like, if you've achieved a, a body transformation, amazing. If you've dropped body fat, great. If, you know, inches, you've achieved a put whatever, whatever it is. But just appreciate the effort that that took to achieve. Mm-hmm. Because if all we keep doing is focusing on these... You know, focus on the, like I said, the effort or like the resilience that you showed or the determination that you showed or celebrate the behaviours that you, you engaged in or improved on because we keep we keep focusing on these things like the way that we look, the way, the amount that we weigh, um, these as wins. And as soon as something happens that takes away that win, which can be, you know, for example, I've lost five centimetres from my belly button. I now tonight, because I feel right, awesome, I hit this goal, I'm going to allow myself to celebrate. I'm going to have a meal that's potentially higher in carbs that I not than I would normally have, still completely within calories. But when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm bloated. So now I haven't achieved the goal anymore. Mm. And it's like, oh, oh, so allow you to celebrate for the effort that you put in. Actually, yeah, like I had to show up like 80, 90% of the time for 12 weeks. Like that's the longest I've ever showed up for. Amazing. I've put that effort in for that long. These days that went wrong when I handled that failure and I still came through it and I still kept putting one foot in front of the other and I just said to myself, you know what, actually, just one more day. Celebrate them Mm. because they're the ones that are going to be like, oh, my God, like these are life-changing. These are the things that are going to allow you to continue to step forward. And that doesn't mean don't celebrate those other things. Of course, celebrate those other things. But just be wary when you do celebrate them, what you're actually celebrating them for, you know, what what do the what what do are those things given to you? What do they add to your to your life? Mm-hmm. And is that going to be short-lived? Because obviously we're going to change. Like that's just the way that we are yeah, in, in yeah. our bodies as well. So give yourself a little bit of protection there. But like you said, people do it all the time. Like yeah. I I have it's lost. The, it's the comparison thing that 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 gets yeah. me. It's uh, it's like you know, even small things like it doesn't have to be a transformation, but it's like when people are in the gym, like, oh, I, you know, I managed to shoulder press six kilo dumbbells or whatever. I'm like, that's like flipping amazing. They're like, yeah, but it wasn't as much as the person next to me that was doing 10. I'm like, well, but that's that's not you, though. I mean, you have no idea how long they've been training. Like, they're a totally different person to you. You're comparing yourself with somebody who even just, like, without any effort level could genetically be like stronger than you because that you know that is totally possible so you're putting yourself under unfair pressure straight away by saying well I did this I achieved this but it's not as good as the person next to me it's like comparing chapter one to chapter 20 isn't it yeah it's like comparing apples and oranges like it's two completely separate things and I I think something it's this sort of idea of of their win is our loss. Mm. And I think that's a, a, a big thing in, in comparison of like when we see someone else do something, because they've achieved that, we take that as a direct hit to our worth as a person of like, oh, they've achieved that, so they must be better than me, so I am now less than. Mm. And it's that sort of ripple down effect of of thought patterns that then lead to people thinking like oh like i'm not as good as them i feel potentially in that moment worthless or less than and then because of that i'm like oh well what's the point and even just that mindset of changing that these other people winning doesn't mean you can't win and their win is a win for them in the same way that your win is a win for you. It's all perspective based. So like 
what's success to you is not success to me and vice versa. Like we get to determine, we get to set the parameters for these things. Mm. So same with, to them, that eight kilos might be like a warm-up. But there's nothing you can do about that. That's that's their life. Mm. And it's sort of like that really complicated, like zero-sum game of like that person winning means I've lost. And if mm. we can reframe that and be like, oh my God, like well done them yeah, to celebrate yeah. getting eight kilos, that doesn't mean that my win is any less valid, but they c- I can celebrate them on theirs as well. You know, it's like we can all win at this. Like, it's it's health and fitness. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. we're all supposed to win. Think, we're all supposed yeah. to get healthier. Um, it's not a case of one loss equals someone else's gain. No, I think people under also underestimate as well, don't they, the time that it takes to do these things. Um, I think, like, you know, one of the things is – uh, quite popular in the JSA challenge, like a performance is, is like push-ups and pull-ups. Um, now, like pull-ups are like, have, have got to be one of the hardest things that you can try to achieve because you're basically pulling your whole body weight up, which is like, depends on where you are on the weight, the weight scale. I was to like, you know, it, it's going to be hard at whatever level you are, whether you weigh like 50 kilos, 100 kilos, or like even more. I mean, you talk, you ask like a bodybuilder, like if they can do a pull up, and pretty much most of them will say no. Do you have you seen how much I weigh in muscle and try pulling that up? So I mean, it is all relative, isn't it? And it takes years for some people. Absolutely, I mean, I've been doing pull ups for as long as I can remember, and you know, and it comes and goes. You know, some you know, if I train them loads, then I get better at it. If I slack off, then obviously I lose it again. But it's, you know, it's it's working on it consistently, isn't it? And just keep on going because, you know, it's, it is going to be easier for some people. If you're not consistent with your training, then it is going to be harder for you. Whereas somebody who consistently done it and has done it for like years and years, it is going to be easier and they're going to make it look easier as well. But I think it's the staying with routine and behaviours um and using that to to keep on going yeah absolutely and like you said the comparison thing is hard like we're always gonna we were used to a like a hierarchical sort of culture society so it is hard like we do do it and to say like oh just don't do it is really tough because we can't help those thoughts Mm. but again it's about reframing those thoughts to be something a little bit more positive and like like you said there, if like just stay in your lane, like keep going towards your goal. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're looking at what other people are doing, that's energy that you could be putting into what you're doing to get you closer to being potentially where they are. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a case of I've got an option here. I can either be so invested and have so much value for what I'm doing that I don't even have chance to look up. Like, if you look at, like, swimmers, when this, how many of them actually, Olympic swimmers, how many actually of them look to see where their opponent is? Like, when they're out in front, they're not looking, a lot of them are just plowing on. Like, I don't care where anyone else is. I just know that I need to give this my absolute all and energy that I'm using worrying about other things and other people that I can't even control anyway mm. is literally sapping my own energy that I could be using to get closer to my goal. And yeah, yeah. it's that that sort of realisation of, like, actually just just be so invested in what you're doing, care so much about your own journey and be so invested in that that you don't really have that much time to look around and compare. Mm. And, and that can be a big one as well. Obviously, it's slightly different with JSA because they're in the group and they're all chatting and, and you see it coming up. Mm. Um, But it's that... There's a lot of celebration goes on as well, which is really nice to see in the community. You know, a lot of people bigging each other up, and 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 I think it is a commonly British thing, like you said, that we do just say, "Oh, we're trying to be a bit humble, aren't we?" Like a bit. Yeah, like a bit, it's the it's the taking of the compliment proper. as well, isn't it? It's mean, yeah, like you know, somebody pays you a compliment, and you've you uh, you nine times out of ten they come out you know with a negative after it. Thanks, but. <laughs> Like, yeah. no, there's no thanks, but. but just just say thanks yeah. and walk away yeah. that's all you don't need to like 
yeah, validate it by, but I need to achieve this because yeah, it doesn't matter if you do, you don't, you just need to say thank you and walk away. And I think that a lot of people really struggle with that. I know I've brought this up before with a lot of my clients and I've, I think I did a, I did an Instagram post on it a lot, quite a long time ago now actually about it, about, you know, take a compliment and just say thanks. You know, that's yeah. all you don't need to like Absolutely. try and justify it for any reason. Somebody's notice something about you you might be like looking slimmer you might like you, you might be radiant or you know you could just it's something that somebody else sees that you might not see and just say oh well you know thanks for that and it makes you feel good doesn't it yeah yeah oh thanks very much yeah <laughs> thanks cheers i'll take that <laughs> well, i think um i think it's probably review time isn't it talking about what we can do towards the end of the year review wise it is. I can't actually yeah, believe. Especially um, now that we've just discussed the end of the 12-week the, uh, challenge. The end of the year as well. So what are we now? Yeah. Um, it is so close. This year seems to have flown by on some levels and other levels. It seems to have dragged its heels. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's just me. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's a really good time to just look back at, like, Possibly, like, what were you thinking when, like, did you set New Year's resolutions? Did we, uh, did you go down that route? What did you envision yourself looking like this time of year compared to, like, last year? You know, were you last year sitting, like, this this next Christmas I'm going to be, I don't know, X, Y, and Z, 20 kilos lighter, I'm going to be, like, in the gym every weekend? And, you know, did you achieve those things? And... If you didn't, what happened? What what lessons can you learn from it? Yeah, I think you need to look at the the both the positive and the negative, don't you? I think we can see, and this isn't like oh, you don't want to look at the negatives because they they like make you sad and beat yourself up. But it's not about that. It's looking at them from like a a curious perspective, isn't it? Rather than being judgmental about what you didn't achieve, mm. about exploring why that didn't happen and what are some commonalities across those that you can potentially take away from. So one that came up for me last time I, I did a review was if I don't make time for it, I just don't I just don't value it. That it's as easy as that. If I am not willing to make time for it in my schedule, I don't value that thing that I say that I'm trying to achieve because otherwise I'll just put time in my schedule. We always make time for things that we value mm. the most. And with yeah. that in mind, I was like, oh, well, actually, I just, I didn't even make an attempt to fit that in my calendar in the last quarter. This was mm. between Q2 and Q3. Um, I didn't even make an attempt to fit that in. Clearly, I don't value it. That's fine. That's a goal. I made a mistake of setting a goal that I didn't really value. And it's like, right, why did that happen? But getting curious about, you know, like I could sit and beat myself up all day long about that, but that ain't going to achieve anything. Do you know what I mean? That, that yeah, I don't think it's like it's not beating yourself. I remember when the kids were um yeah, when the kids were um they had they had this amazing teacher in the last school that they were he was in year two, so they were about um seven, yeah, seven. Um and he had this amazing method of teaching. Um, and it was that mistakes are wonderful things, and that is what he used to tell them. Because obviously, as you know, as a child you're learning constantly and you are going to make mistakes all the time because that is how you learn. And they are wonderful things because that's how you can look at like what went wrong, what could you have done better, what could you do different next time. Um, and that is how we grow, isn't it? By learning through our mistakes or, you know, you can call them failures if you want. I, I You know, I'm not sure I'm too set on I know like it, the word gets thrown around quite a lot but I always think it kind of like gives that feeling of it's final I've failed so it's like that's the end of the line whereas if it's just a mistake it's something that didn't go the way that you planned and you could have done it better maybe yeah like mistakes mishaps bumps in the road obstacles struggles like call them what you want that makes you feel okay to sort of approach them um and Meg Meg Method said something to me earlier on today, and that was they're either blessings or learnings. And so whatever the outcome is, it's either a blessing or it's either a learning experience. And mm. I think looking at it from that perspective of what can I actually learn from this, what 
what can I take away? And the, the, I think the important thing is, what can I take away to apply next time? Mm. I mean, it's like we're not just looking at them for the sake of looking at them here. It's what can I learn from this that I can then apply next time? So for me, with the goals, the things that I don't value, the things that I didn't value, I didn't make time for. So when I set my goals the next time round, which was in September, I went back through them all and was like, right, do I actually value this thing? How much do I want to achieve this thing? If it doesn't meet, like if I'm not excited about it, if I'm not buzzing about it, if when I think about achieving that goal, it doesn't light me up, I probably don't value it that much. Mm. So what I'm going to do is waste a space for a goal that I could fit another one in. So it's like, right, what can I take from that and apply forward? Same as like asking out for help. Like that was something that I used to be renownedly bad at. So then when I didn't do that, it was like, right, I need to. The reason that this didn't happen is because I was not willing to reach out for help when I needed it the most. Mm. If I don't learn from that, that same problem is going to keep coming up. Life tries to teach you the same things over and over and over again until you make the change. Mm. So the same yeah. problems will keep repeating. Life is a way of doing that. You'll you'll face the same things, and it's just holding a mirror up to the things that you need to actually work on. Yeah. And by reflecting on that and being like, oh, actually, yeah, I need to, maybe I could do that this time. And it's, it's a lot of this is like trial and error as well, because there's no perfect way, there's no right way, there's no optimal way. It's about what works for you. So if you, yeah, and it find... might it might have worked for you one time in your life, it doesn't mean it's yeah. necessarily going to work for you again time. at a different time in your life, because we all change, don't we? But I think it's a good way to reflect. So, like, you know, if you were, say, for instance, setting yourself a goal of, well, I am going to go on a diet on the first, second of January or whatever. Um, and it didn't last more than four weeks, you know, are you going to go in the same mind frame of like, okay, so I'm going to go on a diet second of January and like repeat the same thing. If it clearly didn't work last time, you're just wasting your energy trying to do it again. So why not look at why it didn't work and what could you maybe do differently this time? So rather than focusing on dieting, why don't you focus on like, you know, what we always talk about is like habits and behaviors, uh, you know, Try and do something a bit different. Don't go in with like super restrictions. Just try to change one or two things and make it work. I mean, it's like, it's almost, it's that yo-yo cycle, isn't it? It's like you fall off, you know, fall off the wagon. We don't have wagons, but, you know, you fall, you oh, get yeah. out of the the mindset of doing it and then you go, okay, well, I'm going to do that again because I don't know any other way because you don't sit down and look, because you just dive straight in and go, okay, this has got to work this time because I'm in a better place now. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, you haven't actually sat down and looked at why it didn't work because, yeah, it might have worked for the first two weeks, but then, I don't know, the kids' club started ranking up, you know, the partner was away working. I was, like, left doing everything on my own, you know, and it was just, like, I couldn't do everything. So something had to give. Yeah, and... Uh... Like you say there, it's why didn't it work? Was it too restrictive? Did you cut out entire food groups? Did you not have a social life? Were you doing cardio multiple times a day? Were you training far too frequently that you couldn't maintain? Did you go from zero to 100 and then wonder why you came crashing down at the other side? Like any of these are going to be like, actually, yeah, that was me. Like I did that. Now, maybe I shouldn't do that next time. Maybe there is a better way to do this. And I think just being honest with yourself is the big bit here and that can be tough like it can be tough to sit down and, and write down actually this is what i didn't make happen but again it's not from that place of, of criticizing yourself it's using it as a, a platform and i think that's a really great reframe for for this time of year as well um this is something i've been saying to, to my own clients and that is you can see this time of year as like a wind down or a, a blowout or restriction free zone or super relaxed or alternatively you can see it as a setup for the next year which means that some of the actions that you take between now and the next year need to be ones that energize you because otherwise you're not setting yourself up effectively for the next year so setting yourself up does include rest it does include downtime but it also means that you're showing up at your highest level of energy so that when january 2023 20, rolls around 
you're in a really great place to pursue whatever goal it is you want to achieve. But if you're not willing to do that reflection on what didn't work and what did work and maybe what you need to improve on from this year, how are you going to know what where to actually place your efforts next year? It's like getting in the car, turning the engine on, and then just driving somewhere. You might not end up at the destination that you wanted to get to. So unless you're willing to actually sit down and reflect on the journey that you've made so far, and are you even going in the right direction, you're not going to end up where you want to be because you're just going in, going in the wrong way. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's, that, um... that's a big one, you know. What, what, and as well, celebrate the wins. What were you most yeah. proud of? What have been your magical moments? Yeah, well, what, what worked for you? What worked for yeah. you really well? And you know what that that is really what well. you that's your number one thing that you need to keep on working at and not just think, yeah. well, it worked well for them, so I can stop doing that now because clearly I don't need to do it. It's not. It's something that you have to continually keep on doing, don't you? Like meal prep. Meal prep's a big one. Yeah. People come back to meal prep and they go like, oh, my God, I forgot, like, yeah, I forgot how effective meal prep was or I forgot how much of a difference it made. Mm. And say, right, so now you know what works for you, actually. Yeah, I need to have some meals prepped. Yeah. What works? I'll get my gym kit out the night before, so it's all in a nice pile. Like, tiny little behaviours. And mm. this is, and as well, I think when you say, oh, what worked? A calorie deficit. Yeah, I don't mean that. I mean, what behaviours did you engage in that worked really well for you that set you up for success? What were the small habits the small things that you did on a day-to-day basis not necessarily habits but small things that you did on a day-to-day basis that set you up for success and they tend to look like i planned my week out i did some meal prep i got my stuff ready the night before you know i I made um i made sure that each meal had protein in like i prepared snacks i made a shopping list every week when it was going shopping to make sure i was getting everything that i needed to to hit these protein targets or to stay within my calories and it's like, all right, so those are the things that you want to double down on mm. because those are the things that are, are going to make the, the biggest difference. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So I think sometimes people simplify it a bit, like almost simplify it too much, don't they? Because, or what, maybe not simplify, whereas they, like you say, they generalise it generalize. more. That's probably what I meant. So like you're saying, just stay by saying staying in a calorie deficit. Okay, yeah, that's like, that's what you need to be to get your results, but how are you going to achieve that? So to achieve that, you're going to make sure that, you know, you've maybe prepped your lunch and you're not going to have to then end up going to the shop that doesn't have the best choices, which means you're not going to be able to stay into your calorie deficit because you had to get something from, I don't know, the lunch van or whatever, which was only a sausage roll because they didn't have anything else, you know, so that, you know, it's not a very, it's not as simple as I'm just going to stay in a calorie deficit. You have to perform the actions to be able to achieve that and make it easier for yourself as well, isn't it? Like doing your shopping list with your meal plan so that you can combine the two so that you know that you've got the ingredients for the food that you want to make and you're not going to waste any money buying food that you're not going to need or that's going to end up in the bin because you didn't eat it. So, I mean, it all kind of like links. It's like, I know people seem to resist these things though, don't they? Because they're like, well, it's too much effort. I'm like, but it's, it might feel like you're selling yourself it's more effort, but it that little bit of effort then makes it easier in the long run because you don't even have to think about it. But even little things, like every morning when I got up, I had a litre of water mm. because that helped me hit my water target. Every time I go for a meal, I have a big glass of water first because that stops me from overeating. Mm. Like... Time like little behaviors like that. Try and it and again, it takes time to sit down and do this. Do you mean like you're not going to be able to rush it? Like sit yourself down. Like I've just done a review for for my own clients. It's like fifty questions of like reflecting on the year, of like what what has gone well, what hasn't gone well, what are you wanting to achieve the next year, and what can we take from this year to apply to it? Like those lessons. You know, is the like the ones that I've mentioned are like actually, yeah, it doesn't. I can't go to the gym between Monday and Thursday because I get absolutely exhausted when I do that with my with my work. So I have to go these days. Oh, amazing! So just stick to those days. I've got a client that does three days on, three days on, two days off, three days on, six days off. So like twelve hours, all day wow. shifts. So three on, 
two off, three on, doesn't train, doesn't train once. So mm-hmm. technically, doesn't train for eight days. Um, she sometimes fits a weekend session in if she can fit them in. But then the next cycle round, she does more sessions because mm-hmm. that's what fits her life. Yeah. It took time to get there. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, well, I'm trying to do them on these days. So when she does her yearly reflection, it's like, actually, it's best for me just not to train on shift days because I don't get in until 7 o'clock at night and then I need to go to the gym and then I need to get back and get sorted. Yeah, yeah. no problem, just training in non-shift days. But that's a learning that you can carry forward to make your life easier in the next year so you don't keep making those same mistakes, mm-hmm. missing the session, then beating yourself up because you've missed the session and then ended up quitting because all you've done is criticise yourself for a month. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So annual review it is then all round. Yeah, get 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 some annual reviews done. Just just literally write down your wins. Write down the things that you maybe didn't get done that you wanted to get done. Try and find some key learnings from it, yeah. and and really just give yourself an opportunity to reflect on on what you've achieved in the year. And I think you'll be surprised at the the wins that are there if you're willing to look for them. And yeah. that, I think that's another big thing. Like. Yeah, because I, I think understand. people can like f- focus too much on the negatives of like all the things that they didn't achieve. Um, and although some of them might not be the things that they anticipated that they were going to achieve, that doesn't necessarily mean that you did you achieved absolutely nothing, nothing throughout yeah. the whole year. Because there will be something. You just might need to look a little bit harder. That's all. Um, I, I didn't I didn't lose five kilos, but I did get a job promotion, deliver an absolutely outstanding presentation here, and I also nailed my first full pull-up and my first full press-up, but yeah. I didn't achieve that goal. So, well, there's a lot of other things going on there that we can probably celebrate a lot more than what yeah. you are currently. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah good, uh, good point. Right, Stu, I am going to let you go because I know it's like the middle of the night where you are. And I'm going to say thank you very much for um, no, coming thank on you the for podcast. Uh, I think this is number three for us, isn't it, monthly catch-up, which um, yeah, I think is, yeah. we, will, we will celebrate our wins and I'd say it's a very successful podcast feature. It is. Very, very, very grateful to be a part of it. Uh, <laughs> we'll celebrate it as a win. So I am going to say um, this will probably be one of the last podcasts that I'm going to do for this year, um, which I'm hoping to hit number 50, which will be a personal Indeed, win of my yeah. own, which uh, I set yeah. out to do earlier this year, which I have done, which is my podcast. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to celebrate that win. Um yeah, so um, I'm sure I should chat to you again, but um, I shall wish you a very Merry Christmas, although I know you're a bit of a bar humbug, so... Yeah, I'm, just... I'm a bar humbug, sorry. Throw, throw Christmas love at you, whether you like it or not. I don't, I don't, I don't mind other people celebrating it, it just, it just ain't my thing. <laughs> well, it should be. It should be, it should be. <laughs> one of these days I'll get you wearing those one of those little Christmas tree beady popper things. All right, so okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I have got like, see, I've got a few here, like, um, all sorts of things here. I think more. these would suit you. Yeah. I've got a pair of reindeer glasses. I'll have to send yeah, you. Yeah, they. Yeah, they would go. They, they probably won't make it here in time for Christmas. <laughs> no, but, they won't now. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Not with the royal mail strikes, anyway. Okay. No, no. <laughs> See you later. All right. Cheers, Duke.